Webmaster Radio helps you to find your inner peace and help you discover the key to success. Webmaster Radio presents Good Karma. Whether you are a newbie or an experienced Internet explorer, it's time to find the answers that you seek. Ask the questions that others are afraid to ask and earn the rewards of your good karma. And now Webmaster Radio presents Good Karma. And now here is your host, Good ROI, Greg Nyland. Hey everybody, welcome back to another excellent show of Good Karma where we try to help out the new guys and also teach some of the old dogs new tricks. This week on the show we're going to be talking about project management and some of the solutions out there. But before we do that, we're going to be of releasing the name of the lucky winner of the Webmaster World Full Conference Pass to Boston PubCon. This is a great show, always having a great time there, nonstop party, network, and all the inside information that we share only at the bar. So the lucky winner is Michael Goldberg. Congratulations, Michael. You've just won a full conference pass. More information to follow for you. And if you haven't won, there is one last chance. If you're listening, head over to Webmaster World, go into uh, their site, and tell me in the, let's pick a good category here. We're going to pick Google AdWords. Go to Google AdWords, and what is Mr. Elswin talking about? Once you have that info, head on over to goodroi.com and submit that information in the entry form, and you'll be entered to win for a full conference pass. Remember, these conference pass go for $1,000 at the door, so it really is a huge prize and a great treat that Webmaster World is sharing with us to give away free to you, our listeners. So go in and enter to win. Now, back to the show about project management, and who better to talk about project management than the leaders in project management solution, 37signals.com, makers of Basecamp, and a bunch of other great stuff. Jason, you on the line? I am here. Hey, how's your day going? My day is going all right. It's a little bit gray here in Chicago, but uh, it's warm again, so that's always a good thing. Yep. Um, let's Before we jump in and talk about it, let's first define to our listeners what is project management and what isn't project management. Uh, well, my definition is certainly quite different from a lot of people's uh, definitions in the industry. Our definition for project management is really just communication. It's just about talking to one another and determining you know, what decisions need to be made, who needs to do things and get things done. It's not about charts and graphs and statistics and reports. It's just about communicating. And so our products specifically are built all about to make communication really easy, to make it easy to talk to one another, leave comments, leave messages, add quick to-do items, really simple things like that. And I think that's really what project management is all about, is just communicating clearly to the other people on the team. And that is such a huge thing about the communication, you know, because without the communication, you can do as many specs and as many write-ups as you want and, you know, detail everything, but the communication, I think, is a critical part of it. And that's where everything always breaks down. You know, it's projects don't go wrong because, you know, someone doesn't have the right chart on their hands. It's because someone didn't ask them something or someone didn't tell them something. And that's really where project management can kind of come in. That's really why communication is so important. And I think that people who look for or project management tools that are filled with a bunch of reporting and statistical features are kind of missing the boat. 
Um, and I, I think that really communication is the key to so many things, especially when you're dealing with projects and clients and, and teams and people who might be in different locations. Just clear communication is really what gets things done. Yep, exactly. Um, what tips would you have for people, you know, that are getting into project management? Uh, do the simplest thing you can possibly do. Uh, don't look for the really fancy Gantt charts and all that other stuff that outlines projects. Like, just be very simple about things. Make simple to-do lists. Make you know, set up a message system where you can type something in and have someone else leave comments. You can even use email. You can use IM. There's a variety of different tools to use. So, um, I would say don't stick to the traditional kind of project management paradigm. Um, which is more about the process and less about the project. So, like, I would say make sure that you're focusing on the project, what's really benefiting the project, not so much what's benefiting the process. And I mm-hmm. think that's where a lot of people go wrong. So don't go wrong. Focus <laughs> on the product on the product and the project itself and not so much on the process. Yeah, um, that's a great tagline. I think we could always use that one. Uh, just don't go wrong. <laughs> just don't go wrong. Just don't, yeah, don't do the wrong thing. You'll be okay. And exactly. usually, you know, the, th- the truth is, is people often do too much. They do more than they need to, and they make things really complicated for themselves. And, um, you know, I-, I think if people would just kind of chill out and just do the basics, get the basics right, they'll find that they'll get a lot more things done than worrying about all this complex, hairy stuff and all these crazy processes and all these crazy charts and graphs that don't really do much except kind of keep somebody happy but not really keep the project happy. Mm-hmm. And what do you see that people are, you know, common errors being made? Um, it's, it's usually like people just making assumptions, and I think that comes right back to communication again. You know, people just assuming that that's what somebody wanted or assuming that's what somebody meant. Um, and when you don't have a very simple, like, centralized communications tool, you can't go back to find out what somebody said. Um, and not to plug our products too much, but, like, our, the thing about our products is that they're centralized, they're web-based, so everyone can get to anything at any time over the web. So people don't have different copies of different things on their inbox or on their own computer. Everything's centralized. So if you ever wonder what somebody said or what someone didn't say, you can go back to the website and check it out and find out for sure. So I think assumptions really kill a lot of things. A lot of people go in the wrong directions for too long, mm-hmm. and then they're like, then, then someone finally sees it, and they're like, well, that's not what I meant. And it's like, oh, well, why didn't you tell me earlier? Well, you never asked. And, you know, you just get in this loop of broken communication. So, um don't make assumptions. Ask people. Be direct. Demand clear and direct answers and move on from there. Also, take small steps. That's another thing I would suggest is um, you don't need to plan things six months in advance. You know, Just like get this week right. Get this week done. And then when this week's done, move on to the next week. Um, it's a lot easier to plan in the short term than it is in the long term. Well, great. We're going to take a quick commercial break to listen to our fabulous sponsors with all of their excellent products and services, and then we're going to be right back with Jason from 37signals talking about project management and Basecamp. Stay tuned, everyone. Stick around. Good Karma. We'll be back after this short break. Excellent, excellent. Contrary to what your mother told you, you cannot be all things to all people. You can, however, focus on your primary business and ensure your success by outsourcing technical projects to a company who is forward-thinking, solutions-oriented, and works as a complete extension of your organization. No need to do it over and over again. SRK Consulting can develop integrated automation programs, programming in most major languages and operating systems. SRKConsulting.com, making sure your mother is all Always proud. A rose by any other name would still be the same. Move. 
Remember Shakespeare? You need to differentiate yourself from your competition. Do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of Jupiter Media, the NHL, and Lionsgate Films, among others. Moniker.com is the most secure ICANN accredited register on the planet, offering you domain registration, hosting, domain sales, and acquisition services. Wrap that up with 24-7 support. That's your winning combination. M-O-N-I-K-E-R.com. More than a name. $6.2 million. $4 billion. $6 million. Then just kick an ass with domain name. Monty, 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 Monty. Monty. Monty, 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 Monty. Money. Monty. And uh, what, what's, uh, what's been your highest domain name sale? How much money was it for? It was approximately $144,000. About 150 grand. That's correct. Okay, great. You have had eBay by rent.com and shopping.com for a combined $1.4 billion. Monty, 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 Monty. Monty, 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 Monty. Monty. He's the master of your domain. Monty. Literally, probably 90 days after buying it uh, for $80,000, Interbrew bought it for $7 million. We appraised the property and helped get it sold for $3.4 million. It was the most valuable asset that they had, $6 million or $10 million on a domain name. When we sold autos.com for $2.2 million, people thought it was nuts, too. <laughs> domain Masters, only on Webmaster Radio. Be the master of your domain. Raising your ad inventory profits to the next level today is as simple as xy7.com, the only affiliate network giving you top payouts daily. Plus, you'll enjoy over 100 fresh high-converting offers, your own xy7.com debit card, good anywhere, and true 24-7 dedicated support. Our affiliate managers even sleep with their Blackberries. So why run your ads anywhere else? Let your site work harder for you today with xy7.com so you won't have to. Once a tool used exclusively for communicating with the media, PR Web was the first company to develop a distribution strategy around direct-to-consumer communication by implementing Web 2.0 technologies. PR Web has completed the online communication loop by directly engaging your audience with your news. For example, PR Web is the first newswire to integrate press release trackback. Whether you want to dominate your market or just make a little noise, PR Web is here to help. You thrive in the marketplace and the media. PR Web. Now back to Good Karma, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Now, here's your host. Hey, everybody. Welcome back, and congratulations again to Michael Goldberg and anyone who still hasn't won a fabulous conference pass over Webmaster World and tell me what else Wen is talking about in the Google AdWords section. Now, Jason, we're talking about project management. How do you identify what is vital and what is trivial? Getting back to the whole 80-20 rule here. Sure. You mean for software or for a project or what specifically? When you're doing project management, you know, yeah. if um, someone has, is dealing with a client or something like that, how do sure. they identify what is critical? Uh, well, you have to really know who your audience is. I mean, that's number one thing, because what you think might be critical may not be what you know the, the project's audience feels is critical. So you really have to get to know your audience quite a bit. And then once you get to know your audience, you should just prioritize what they really want. So you can ask them, you know, put, put a list, put, you know, you want these 15 things? Okay, put them in order. And then, uh, you know, see what order comes out on top. So if you ask 10 different people and you get similar orders, then, you know, you know the top five things are really important and then prioritize those. So our feeling is that 
you should pretty much always be working on the next most important thing. And then you do as much as you can, or much, as much important stuff as you can before the time or the money runs out, and that's what's important. And stuff that you didn't get to isn't as important as the other stuff, so it can wait. Um, I think the, the biggest problem is when people think everything's equally important. So just prioritize things, start working, see how far you can get, and whenever you're done, uh, that's the important stuff that was finished. Well, great. Um, and a lot of people, they hear about words like PERT charts and uh, Gantt charts being thrown around. Can yep. you take a few minutes and talk about them and then say why they are important or why you don't think they're important? Um, I don't know a whole lot about them, frankly. Our, our tools don't have anything to do with, with Gantt charts and all those different types of charts. I, I don't think that those are accurate representations of what happens during a real project. Mm -hmm. um, so when you draw a chart of something, and the chart's nice and neat, you have clear start dates and end dates, everything's really nice. Um, unfortunately, in the real world, projects are chaotic. Things happen all the time. Deadlines are missed. Um, and not intentionally or anything, but it just happens. Things slip. And when something starts to slip, the project chart doesn't match the slip. So you have to change the chart, and you have to keep changing the chart. And, like, I just prefer to just keep working instead of we're going back and having to change a picture that says I can do something or, or can't do something. So um, I don't find them to be very important because I don't think they really mimic the real world. And so um, you can just set rough deadlines for things, but I don't like the idea of ranges and everything being so, so static. I think things should be a lot more fluid and things should just happen as they happen. Um, it takes a, a more disciplined team and client to deal with that, but I think that it does turn out better products and better projects. Yeah, and, and I mean, a lot of people, when they are using those uh, charts, um, they always have a problem just keeping on to the time frame and the cost because it always seems that they're you know always over budget and they're always behind schedule. Yeah, and that's that's what always blows me away. It's everyone's always over budget and behind schedule, yet we all keep doing the same things over and over and over, which is using these fancy charts and using these other fancy project management apps that are all about process and they're not about really focusing on getting something done. As long as the process is done, everyone thinks that's okay. And I, I just think what really matters is getting the projects done and not the process. So, um, yeah, I just always look at, like, the status quo, and the status quo, I think, is, is busted, and I think everyone knows it, but people are afraid to change for whatever reason. I, I recognize change is hard, yeah. but um, I think just simplify things and don't make things harder on yourself and, and don't, don't abstract things to the point of, of them not being realistic anymore. Um, and I think you'll get a lot more stuff done if you just pay attention to the real thing. Definitely. I would put a little asterisk on that. Um, if anyone's out there thinking about doing consulting for big clients, a lot of the management, the middle management and the bigger clients are worried about CYA, covering yeah, you know, your ass type of deal. <laughs> um, definitely, uh, definitely. And, you know, this this sort of kind of agile project management idea isn't really for everybody or or. I don't right. think anything applies to everybody ever. Like even even the really laborious process doesn't apply to really small projects. So nothing applies to everything. Use your judgment and use your intelligence to figure out what works yeah. and what doesn't in your case. But my my suggestion to everybody would be to just have an open mind about things and realize that there are simpler, easier ways to get things done and also get them done better than the old typical follow this chart, follow this graph, follow this timeline way. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm not saying it's so much covering the ass is a good way to do your project management, yep. but it's just more people use the disguise of project management to do that part. So, Absolutely. Yep. Um, it's something just to uh, be aware about when you are dealing with certain companies that you have to actually, it's almost like wasting time uh, of a certain aspect just to make them happy and to jump through those hoops. Yeah, and that, that's actually why we, we left the client work business. We used to do client work, and uh, we decided to 
instead build products like we're doing now, mainly because we're really frustrated with not actually churning out good things. We're just churning out things that, that match the client's process, but no one seemed to be concerned about doing doing good work. Right. As long as you as long as you hit the budget and hit the time frame, that's all that mattered, and we couldn't take that anymore, so we stopped. But but I, re- I recognize a lot of people have to do that, and that's fine. Just you know, think about more uh, more flexible ways to get work done instead of these really rigid old school ways. Mm-hmm. And one of the great products you have is Basecamp. Take a few moments and tell our listeners what Basecamp is all about. Sure. So Basecamp, um, it's actually BasecampHQ.com. Uh, Basecamp is a web-based project management slash co- collaboration tool. It kind of democratizes project management. What I mean by that is everybody plays a part in it. You play a part in it. Your clients play a part in it. It's not an old-school broadcast thing, which is like what Microsoft Project is. Someone builds a project plan and sends it out to everybody, and that's gospel. Uh, Basecamp lets everybody communicate in a central location online and take part in the project. And our feeling is that the more people that are actually working on the project, the more people that are involved in the project, the more ownership everybody has and the better everyone's going to do. And so Basecamp just lets you do a few simple things. You can share files. You can post messages and post comments like a blog. Um, You can create to-do lists and assign things to people. So, like, you know, Susan has to do this. uh, Jim has to do this. When something's done, you just check it off. A little check mark in front of each one, check it off, and it's done. Uh, you can set up very simple schedules, so like who, what's due and who's responsible for doing it and when's it due. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also do some collaborative writing with these things called write boards, which let you uh, write something and save every previous version and roll back to a previous version if you screwed up or compare two versions, what's different about this one versus that one. Um, so it's just a bunch of very, very simple tools that work together to help you get a project done. That's all Basecamp is. There's no rocket science. There's no, like, proprietary algorithms. It's just very simple communication tools that everybody needs to get things done. Well, what's your biggest competitive advantage over the other solutions out there? Uh, our products do less is kind of the way we always like to talk about it. So people say, well, how are your products different? Well, our products do less, and um, they do less intentionally. I think if anyone out there has used a project management tool, they are probably very intimidated by it because it tries to do a whole bunch of things and tries to be too clever and tries to make too many decisions for you, and it's just too much stuff. Uh, Basecamp pushes all that stuff aside and just gives you some simple tools to get a few things done really well. Um, so that's our main main competitive advantage, I think, is that we do less. And I know that sounds like a disadvantage, but in our minds and our customers' minds, it's a huge advantage because the, the thing about Basecamp is that people actually use it. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of project management tools people have, they don't use. They have them, but they don't use them because they're complex and confusing and difficult. Um, people love using Basecamp, and it's just really simple. And when you, Whenever you enjoy using something, you're going to use it and you're going to get things done with it. So that's kind of our competitive advantage. And you're doing that on a monthly fee instead of just a flat rate. Any reason for that? Uh, well, it's a monthly, month-to-month service. There's also a free version, so um, anyone can use it for free for just one project. Um, but the monthly, the monthly fee is so people can use it, and uh, if they don't want to use it anymore, they can just stop using it and stop paying for it. Um, so, you know, you pay month-to-month. There's no setup fees. There's no termination fees. There's no long-term contracts. It's very simple. It's not like your cell phone where they lock you in for two years. It's just, you know, hey, if you use it for three months and your project's over, then you should only have to pay for three months of the service instead of having to pay, you know, a big, huge, flat fee and you may not ever use it again. So our, our feeling is just make it easy on, easy off for our customers. And, uh, you know, if they don't want to use it anymore, that's fine. Just cancel and they won't be charged again. Otherwise, you know, keep paying for it for as long as you're using it. That's kind of the way we, we approach it, especially since it's web-based software and you don't actually 
you know, you don't actually own the piece of software. We felt it was better that people could just pay as they go instead of paying one lump sum. Well, great. Now, here's a tough question I have, and I'm just always, I, I like asking this because I always love hearing the different answers I get to this, okay? Sure, yep. You guys are a leader. Basecamp is definitely up there, okay? Uh-huh. Um, but what if all of a sudden for there was, you know, these Russian saboteurs come in and Basecamp no longer works? What would be your second choice? How would you handle that? And hold on to that because we're going to head in to listen to our fabulous sponsors and be right back. Okay. Stick around. Good Karma. We'll be back after this short break. Excellent, excellent. You're brilliant. Brilliant. At creating innovative ideas. Ideas. Building brand value and increasing customer loyalty. But when it comes to measuring, testing, and optimizing every online interaction, you need help. In the fast-changing new world of marketing, the web is where it's happening. Where it's happening. That's why a powerful online marketing performance management solution is the next major evolution for web trends and for you. Web trends. Web trends marketing lab. You bring the art, we'll deliver the science. Learn more now at webtrends.com. 3 a.m. traveling to a conference in Oklahoma City. Steve Talbot's Ford Escort radiator hose bursts near the town of Hooker. He types hooker, escort, hookup into another local search engine's one-box search. He has a great time that he can't expense. TrueLocal.com. Two boxes, one click, great results. Increase your organization's bottom line with unique, highly effective, permission-based email solutions from Exact Target now. Discover why more than 4,000 organizations worldwide rely on Exact Target's on-demand software for strengthening customer relationships and controlling email throughout their enterprise. Get superior technology and support for bottom line business impact with Exact Target. Visit www.exacttarget.com today. Once a tool used exclusively for communicating with the media, PR Web was the first company to develop a distribution strategy around direct-to-consumer communication by implementing Web 2.0 technologies. PR Web has completed the online communication loop by directly engaging your audience with your news. For example, PR Web is the first newswire to integrate press release trackback. Whether you want to dominate your market or just make a little noise, PR Web is here to help. You thrive in the marketplace and the media. PR Web. Now back to Good Karma, only on webmasterradio.fm. Now, here's your host. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the excellent show here. And, Jason, are you ready for the response? If Basecamp did not work, what would be your fallback position? <laughs> you mean what product would I recommend, essentially, or um, whatever? Let us uh, know what you're thinking <laughs> so here. Here's what I think. I think that the the key to all this stuff, whether or not you use Basecamp or any other product, is that you use a simple tool that just works. And I think mm-hmm. uh, a good example of that are just very simple wikis. I think wikis are really useful for a lot of things. There's a, a slight kind of uh, barrier to entry as far as learning how to use them. But I think once you learn how to use a wiki, it can be extremely powerful because it's just dead simple as far as, like, you just type something and someone else can type something, and you can make new pages whenever you want. And it's just a really open and easy way to share information. And I think that there's a lot of power in wikis. 
I don't think that um, the ones that are out there are quite ready for mainstream and that they're still not... Like, if you're going to ask your client to use a wiki, they may not get it. But um, I think that in time, wikis will be a really great way to share information. Um, so I would, I would recommend people take a look at those. Right. And one problem, though, with wikis and project management solutions in general are security issues and privacy issues. Um, sometimes you want open communication so that way people can collaborate. Other times you don't want, you know, your subcontractors to see each other because of pricing issues or whatever. Sure. So I think things that are, you know, if you, I, we always say don't store the launch codes on Basecamp, you know? Like, you know, <laughs> you know Basecamp's totally safe and secure and you're fine. But, like, if you're terrified of, of security and you have serious doubts about this information ever getting out to the public ever, period, ever, then maybe you shouldn't, you know, put it online. You know, mm -hmm. maybe you should keep that to yourself and use the phone to talk about things like that or whatever. I mean, even banks that spend hundreds of millions of dollars on security are breached from time to time. So nothing is completely 100% secure. Um, so, you know, you just have to use your own judgment. Is this information really secure or is it just I'd rather not people, I'd rather people didn't find out about it or this can absolutely not be found out about ever. And if that's the case, you know, take extra precautions. But I think a lot of people do think that their information is so important and secretive that it has to be secured to the highest level. And I, and I think that, you know, the truth is most people don't care about your information. You care about it and your clients care about it, and that's about it anyway. So I think people do overblow privacy, or not privacy, privacy is important, security of the data to a certain degree. I mean, password, the other thing is the, the weakest link with security is always your username and password. You know, mm -hmm. you could, we could spend hundreds of millions of dollars on security as banks do and whatever, and if someone gets your username and password, they're in. So I think that's really where security needs to kind of, people need to focus on keeping their own personal information safe as far as the usernames and passwords and worry a little bit less about corporations' level of security because every, every corporation that's really serious about hosting people's data is very safe and very secure. Um, probably significantly more so than it is on your own personal home computer, even though you think that your computer's safe. Like, your computer's nowhere near as safe as the servers that we have going or servers that any of our competitors have going. So just keep your username and password to yourself, and I think you'll be all right. Cool. Yeah. Uh, and who are the main users of Basecamp? What, you know, what market are you going after? Sure. Uh, small businesses. Uh, and when I say small, I mean like, you know, 10 or less people usually. Um, freelancers, people running side businesses, you know. Those are the kind of people we're, we're, we're kind of talking with. Um, that's because we are a small business. There's only seven people at 37 Signals, and we totally understand what it's like to be small and the kind of tools that you need to, to kind of make your life a little bit easier, make your business life a little bit easier. Uh, we all have to wear a lot of hats. We're all busy. We don't have a lot of money to spend, of course. And so, you know, you need simple things that just work that are affordable. And that's kind of the market we're going after. We're not interested in the enterprise market or big corporations or anything like that. That's just nothing. That's not something that interests us. There are big corporations that use Basecamp. Um, there are small teams inside some of the world's biggest companies that use Basecamp. But that's because they're small teams and they want to get stuff done. Like the big, huge company doesn't ever get things done. It's always the small teams inside companies that get things done. And so they use our product from time to time. But mostly it's the small business market, the market that we understand and we're part of. Mm -hmm. yep. And what suggestion would you have for someone that's caught in the middle of a tug-of-war between, two, you know, you have two different teams, both collaborating on one project, but each team uses a different project management solution? Yeah. Um, I think the great equalizer, again, is just communication, just, you know, talking. Um, so I don't think it matters too much 
which tool you're necessarily using as long as that tool lets you talk to one another. Um, if certain tools aren't compatible, that's certainly a bit of an issue. But, you know, pick up the phone if you have to, if you want to talk to somebody. Don't feel like you're stuck using software necessarily. Um, the other thing is I would, I would recommend that anyone who wants to ever prove a point or make a point is to, is to demonstrate some progress and some success. So um, if you think your way is better than the other way, prove it. You know, do something, get some stuff done on time, get some stuff done ahead of time, get more stuff done in the same amount of time than someone else can. And I think when you show some results, people are going to follow. But, you know, talk is cheap, and so I think you know, demonstrate some success, and I think people will be happy to follow you. Well, great. And what suggestions would you have for a webmaster on a budget? You know, someone that's just starting out now, but, you know, they really want to get big things later on in the future. What should they be doing? Software-wise? Um, software and project uh, management-wise. Yeah. I mean, again, keep it simple. Things can get really expensive really quickly. Um, I mean, every little thing starts to add up. So I would just keep your, keep your tool set as simple as possible. Try a bunch of the tools out there. Most, all of our tools have at least one free version and also give you free trials on the paying side if you want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and anyone else, I would suggest if any other tools do the same thing, that people just try the free trials and, and get a good feel for what works for them instead of being committed to something before they've actually tried it. So go try a few, see what works. Uh, and then, and then make your make your decision. If it's our product, excellent. If it's not, that's totally fine too. What's more, what's most important is that you're using something that helps you get stuff done, not that it's our product. I, I don't I don't want to use I don't want people using our products that don't like them. So use what works best for you, but definitely try a free uh, try a few free trials out and see what see what works for you. But again, stay as simple as you can. You don't need a lot of stuff. Just simple things actually get used, and simple things get things done. So uh, I would recommend sticking to that. Yep. Um, I strongly agree with that because Good. just always keeping things simple, you'll get a lot farther down a lot faster. No yeah. doubt about it. Yeah. No doubt about it. Um, well, at about this time, I'm pretty much wrapped up on my questions, but I do have a few questions from the users that have been listening in the chat room. Sure. Um, so we're going to throw you into the hot seat and give you their questions here. Let's do it. Um, just curious, how does t- your gear stack up against stuff like dot project.net uh, I'm actually not familiar with that product so I, I can't say um, but I would guess up front that ours is just simpler <laughs> ours does less <laughs> um, but I, I don't know their product so I, I can't I can't comment on that we don't actually spend a whole lot of time looking at competitors because I think in general um, you need to kind of know what's going on out there but you also don't want to have too much in your head as far as what the other people are doing because you tend to be defensive and you tend to follow Mm-hmm. So we we tend to just kind of pay attention to what our own customers are telling us and not so much what our competitors are telling us. Sorry, I don't have a great answer for that. But I just <laughs> I don't I don't use their products so I I can't really I can't suggest anything. Well, that's uh, you know, we uh, give our listeners what they pay for. Yeah, sure. No doubt. <laughs> I'm happy to answer any answer. other question I can, but that one I really can't answer. Not a problem. Um what else does 37 signals offer? Okay, so we offer uh, five products right now, five web-based products, Basecamp being the project management tool. We offer a tool called Backpack, which is at backpackit.com, which is more of a personal information management tool. It's sort of like Basecamp, but it's more for personal individual use. It also includes things like cell phone reminders. So you could say, you know, I want to pick up or I need to pick up the dry cleaning at 6 p.m. And at 6 p.m. you'll get an SMS on your phone saying pick up the dry cleaning. So we have, that's Backpack. 
It also has to-do lists and notes and, and files and, and, and pictures and stuff you can upload and share. Um, then we have a product called Tadalist, T-A-D-A-L-I-S-T.com, which is a very, very simple to-do list maker. Mm-hmm. Make to-do lists and check them off, and you can also share those lists with other people or publish the list publicly. And then two more products. One's called WriteBoard, which is a collaborative writing environment where, like I was saying earlier, WriteBoard is actually part of Basecamp, but it's also a standalone tool where you can collaborate on a piece of text or a paragraph or a story with as many other people as you'd like, track revisions, see what other people wrote, things like that. And then finally, Campfire, which is our latest product, which is a web-based group chat for small businesses. It's a persistent chat room, so you can open up a chat room for your business. Anybody in your business can drop in at any time and have a conversation with anyone else at work um, about topics, about a project, about any sort of collaboration. You can upload and share files as well. Um, it's kind of like IRC, for those who know what that is, but it's dead simple. Anyone can use it. You ask your mom to use IRC and then ask your mom to use Campfire, and you'll see, you'll see which one she uses. So that's kind of the idea. Yep. And a lot of guys, actually, uh, our chat room is IRC chat room. Um, they're talking about Ruby on Rails. Yep. Um, you want to talk about that for a few minutes? Sure. Yeah, Ruby on Rails is a web application, open source web application framework that we released uh, in 2004. Um, and it makes it really simple for people to build their own web-based applications. Um, Ruby is a programming language out of Japan, and Rails is the application framework that we put that we built um, that makes it really easy to use Ruby. It, it makes it really easy to build web-based applications specifically. You wouldn't build a desktop application or anything like that with Ruby on Rails. It's all about the web. And it's totally optimized for the web. And Basecamp was actually the first Ruby on Rails product. So... Um, when we built Basecamp, we were also building Ruby on Rails at the same time, even though we, don't, we didn't really know it. But what we realized was after we built Basecamp or as we were building it, we're like, you know, we're going to want to build other products as well. So let's see how much of this we can pull out and abstract so we can reuse it again. And um, we, we pulled out a good chunk of it and said, hey, you know, there's a lot of stuff that applications have in common, like new accounts set up and password reminders and all that stuff that everyone has to deal with. And so we, we kind of package that all into a framework so you can get started on your app immediately and not have to worry about all the dirty work. Ruby on Rails takes care of that, and you can just focus on the stuff that makes your application different. Um, and that's Rails, and it's totally open source. You can go to rubyonrails.org and, and download it and start working with it if you're a programmer. Cool. Yep. Another question we have here, how do you balance being simple to use but still having a full feature list? Um, we don't have a full feature list, I think, is kind of the way to answer that. Um, our products just do a few things really well and then just kind of get out of your way and don't do the rest. So, um, you know, I, I, I would say that feature lists don't matter. What matters is benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, so <clears throat> we try and provide full benefits, um, making sure that our product does what it says it's going to do and does it well, but we're not really interested in, a, like, a long bullet-pointed list of features. Um, right. So, you know... Who cares if, if your product can do 120 things if it doesn't help you? And so we, we kind of focus on helping people out and getting things done the right way, and then kind of the feature list doesn't matter to us. If someone wanted a customized version of it, um, would you be open to that? Uh, we don't do customized them? versions, mainly because we're, we're small. Like I said, so we have seven people, and we don't have the uh, resources available to maintain multiple code bases and do all that sort of stuff. Um, so we just kind of focus on the one code base and make it the best that we possibly can for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not really profitable for us to do customizations one-off um, for, for one group or anything like that. We Even also don't sell them? it. We don't sell it so you can install it on your own server. It's all hosted. Gotcha. Yep. 
Um, why doesn't Basecamp have an option to allow people to only see their own tasks? Um, that you can uh, pull the menu down and see all the items that you are responsible for. There, there is an option to do that. If you go to the to-do section in the sidebar, you'll see a pull-down menu that lets you pick somebody's name and see just the stuff that you're responsible for. But you can't hide stuff from other people. Um, Basecamp is really about open communication, open collaboration. It's not about building walls. It's kind of about tearing them down, and we think that it's best if everybody knows what's going on. Everyone knows who's responsible for what. Everybody knows who's completed what. Everyone knows all this stuff. No one can hide behind uh, lies, essentially. No one can hide behind non-performance. It's all in the open. We think that's just the best way to, to, to get projects done. But, and how are lazy people like me supposed to get by? <laughs> Our, <laughs> we, have a, we have a lazy clause. Like you, you can't be lazy and sign up for base camp. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, really, in general, I just think I think everyone's better off if things are just in the open. Uh, you know, certainly, and we do have, I should say, we do have a checkbox called private, which you can hide certain things from clients. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're discussing something that's not ready for a client to see yet, you can mark something as private. But you can't hide things internally. Like, I can't, if you were part of my company, I couldn't hide something from you. But I could, I could make something off limits for a client while we're discussing it and then turn it, you know, make it back public so they can see it again. Um, another question we have here, and this one, it looks like it's going to be the last one unless someone sure. sneaks in under the wire. Why can't you comment on messages by replying to email notifications? Okay, so this is something we've been talking about for a while. A lot of people have, have been screaming and yelling at us about this. Um, and we're considering this still. I mean, we have email notific- or email replies and, base can- and backpack, I should say, and things like that. We have the technology to do this. What we've discovered, though, is that when people start to begin relying on email once again, um, they're going to start going away from Basecamp. And it's mm-hmm. not so much about people not using our product so much. It's that people, people are going to fall into the old traps again of, having, of using email as a project management tool, which is a horrible thing to do for the most part because everyone has different copies of things. There's no centralized information. Everyone's inbox is different. And I think when people start replying via email, they're going to start skipping Basecamp, and things are going to start becoming uncentralized again. And I think that's going to turn into a mess. So... Um, our feeling is that if you're going to use Basecamp, you should use Basecamp. If you're going to use email, you should use email. But mixing those two tools leads to um, information inconsistencies. Some is here, some is there. You never know what to trust. You never know where to look. Um, so that's why we think it's always best if you're going to use a tool like Basecamp to stick with Basecamp. Because the worst, the worst thing in the world is to have a centralized tool where stuff isn't centralized anymore, and then you can't trust it. You don't know where to go for the information, uh, and then it just becomes a mess again. But if you responded via email, couldn't you integrate that back into Basecamp to then create the central core record? Oh yeah, yeah. You could, you could. The message would be posted back to Basecamp. But what happens is people begin relying on on email again, and so they don't even. A lot of the clients might not even realize that this information is kept centrally in Basecamp. They might think it's actually completely email driven, mm-hmm. and they might start emailing you stuff instead of posting stuff to Basecamp like they're supposed to to keep everything centralized. That's what's tricky. So. Um, hmm. I, I think, you know, when people start to think that this is no longer a, pro, uh, a centralized project management tool, instead it's, a, it's an email system, I think that's when you start getting information spread across too many different planes and you start losing track of who said what and where, where it was said. Yeah, I, I'm going to just wrap up here with one thing um, about since I posted you on the blog that you'd be coming on the show. A lot of people sure. were happy to hear about it, but there was a central theme of uh, the comments that I received from it. One minute. Um, and the people were like, it's really great stuff, but it hasn't gone that last 
you know, extra steps to help it, you know, to be the perfect solution for the people. And I think that frustrates a lot of people, or at least the people that commented to me were quite frustrated because you guys are better than everyone else, you know, but it's, it's well, like 99%. Here's my response, if, if I may. Mm-hmm. Um, it may not be perfect for them, um, but it's perfect for a lot of people who just need what, we, what we're giving them. Um, and right. so we're definitely open to listening. We listen to everybody. We listen to what everyone has to say. 90% of all the features we add to Basecamp start as customer requests. I mean, we're definitely paying attention and adding things. Um, but it's a very fine line between listening to everybody and implementing everybody yeah. and, and bloat. And as we all know, most software we all use is a bloated mess. It's a horrible bloated mess, which people don't use anymore. So our, our feeling is we want to get 80% of the way there. We never want to get 100% of the way there because you never can. With, with thousands and hundreds of thousands of people using a product, you can never get 100% of the way there. Everyone's last 20% is different. So everyone's 80% is about the same, and we can really kind of kick ass on 80%. But the final 20% is so different for so many people that you just can't make everybody 100% happy. Yeah, it and gets it, into a nightmare situation. Yeah, and it's, it's, I understand that people have a hard time understanding that sometimes because they think that, you know, just this one more thing would be would make it perfect. The problem is that there's a thousand people with one more thing, and <laughs> and then you know you just turn into a, a product that no one wants to use at a certain point. So it's a very difficult thing to do. Uh, we struggle with it all the time. It's not that we're ignoring people at all. It's just that people need to understand that there's thousands of people with one more suggestion, and that we have to kind of make sure that what we're adding doesn't get in the way of everyone else's stuff. And if we add one thing, we may have to add another thing, and things can get out of control. So we just try and solve 80%, and I think the final 20% should be solved on your own. should be solved in your own mind, with other tools perhaps, um, or just not doing what you think you might need to do, but instead realizing maybe you don't need to do that last 20%. Maybe 80% is far enough for you. So um, that's kind of our take. And I think, you know, yeah, well, I don't know how much more time I have. Room. Another minute? In the chat room, we just had a T. Pity post a great comment here that I think okay. pretty much sums it all up. Sure, go for it. Um, Basecamp is great, though, because even some of my clueless clients can use it. <laughs> yeah, and that's the other thing is that people need to get is that since it is a tool that a lot of people need to use to be successful in a project, it needs to sort of kind of cater to the lowest common denominator in some ways. And I, I don't, I don't like the term lowest common denominator in general because, you know. I like simple things, too. I think, like, everyone should like simple things. So, But it does need to cater to people who aren't tech-savvy necessarily. It needs to cater to people who don't have time to learn something new. You know, people are busy with their own stuff. So um, that's really why products like this have to be simple, because a lot of people have to use them. It's not only the tech crowd, but it's the, it's the client from down the road who doesn't really know how to use these tools and just needs something that's dead simple to help them get stuff done. So it's a del- delicate balance. We're learning more about it all the time. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it is a difficult balance to strike, and so we're just working hard at that. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're doing a great job from my point of view. Well, thank you. Appreciate um, that. You know, and also I appreciate that, you know, um, your suggestions uh, for the newbies out there listening, you know, project management, it's vital to anything you're doing for the long term. And just keep it simple. And yep. Basecamp is one of the great solutions out there. And, you thank know, you. also you can try out the wikis, as you said. Yep, try it. There's a lot of products 
go to Google and just search for project management or project collaboration software, and you'll find hundreds of choices. And I think, you know, unfortunately, it's a lot of choices, and it makes it difficult to make decisions. But try out some products that you like, or try out some products and find out which ones you like and which one you like, and use that one. You know, if it's ours, great. If it's not, that's fine, too, of course. Use what works for you. That's what's most important. Yep. Yep. Well, thanks so much. Um, any final words um, before we ride off into the sunset? Um, <laughs> I'll throw a little plug out, if I might, for a new book that just came out um, mm-hmm. called Getting Real. If you go to gettingreal.37signals.com, you can check it out. It's 19 bucks. It's a PDF. And basically, it is a book all about our ideas on how to build software. Um, it's great for new webmasters. It's great for people thinking about building a web application. It's great for people who have one who are thinking about expanding it or changing it or whatever. And it's a 170 pages, a really quick read, um, and it's all about design and programming and business and marketing. And I think people might find it interesting. So that's a little plug for the book. And that's all I have to say. Well, great. Thanks so much for coming on, Jason. My pleasure. Um, if Thanks. people haven't checked out your site yet, go over to BasecampHQ.com, um, also 37signals.com, and a lot of uh, good solutions out there, and hopefully uh, it's a good match made in heaven. Thanks for having me. Appreciate that. Thanks, and have okay. a great week, everyone. You too. Bye-bye. From WMR Studios, from Academy Award-winning producer, Mr. Producer, and Academy Award-winning director, Mr. Intern, comes a two-hour roller coaster ride of thrills. Excited about the uh, different things that are going on here. Chills. Wow, that's excellent. And pure adrenaline. How you doing today, Greg? Excellent. 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 And again, sounds like the show's going pretty well for you. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Next up now is Chris Tolls. Excellent. And uh, welcome to Next Stuff Now. Good karma's good ROI, Greg Nyland. Trying to put your hole in the dam with all the cracks. You know, as soon as you get one, there's always a new one. Excellent. Starring the blockbuster event of the summer, Chris and Greg's Excellent Adventure. Um, yeah, that's excellent. Critics hail it as the best buddy movie of the year. East meets West in this laugh-out-loud box office classic. Excellent. You'll cry. You'll cheer for Chris and Greg's Excellent Adventure. Rated EX4. Excellent. Check out Next Stuff Now with Chris Tolls, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, and Good Karma, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Eastern, only on Webmaster Radio. Coming soon to a podcast near you. Excellent.